Hello and welcome to 235 of Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So I've just watched Doctor Who, so I'm in a, speaking like a, um, a, a Dalek for some unknown reason. But hello, yes, my name is Paul Hirons. Welcome to Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. And, um, well, shouldn't be as chipper as I am today, really, after a horrendous defeat to the mortal enemy of the Pittsburgh Schittsburgs. And um, it's all very depressing, isn't it? But, you know, I don't know. What do we expect? I don't know. Well, we discussed that with my partner in crime, the cheese to my pickle. It's Nathan Palmer. Nathan, hello. Ah, oh, cheese to pickle, sir. I'm not sure that's a compliment. I, I can't stand cheese and pickle, if I'm honest. Um, but <laughs> All right, mate. Jesus. Hold on a well, minute, though. Why? No, 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 you can't gloss over that. Um, now, for our American listeners, over in the UK, we like to eat uh, a cheese sandwich, perhaps, on occasion. And we like to put with it some pickle, not like your oh. dill pickles, but this stuff called Branston pickle. It's a pop- It's a particular oh, brand. And Nathan's already grimacing and, and feeling his insides curdle at the very, <laughs> the very thought. But it's like a a tangy. They are pickled vegetables, but they're like in a in a oh. brown tangy sauce, and uh, they're really good. Oh. Sweet, tangy, a bit sharp, a bit vinegary. And um, Nathan, you don't like them. Why not? It's a British no, staple. Not. Come on now. I, I growing up, I used to, I used to absolutely like bar for the smell. It's horrible stuff. Like I, I maybe now I'm older and I got a bit more of a mature palate. I could have a crack at it again. But like the thought of that and a cheese sandwich, like, that's exactly sums up the Bengals' performance last night. I think. Really, it, it was a, it was a, it was a pickle of a performance, a pickle performance. Go. It was just it was a bit sad, wasn't it? It wasn't. I wasn't actually that. I mean, I always still talk about the pickle or the Bengals here, but <laughs> yeah, no, you know. no, I want to go. What do you eat on a cheese sandwich then? Because the longer that we leave talking about the Bengals, the better. I think, to be honest, a cheese sandwich would never really. Are we just talking like your plain sort of cheddar cheese? Or are we yeah, talking yeah, anything more? A bit of onion in there, or your yeah, just no. a cheddar cheese, or you you having you go in the sort of dishing way and having some dishing uh, popular kind of chain of Indian street food. Uh, vendors for all you uh, cats out there don't know but you have a bit of ch- uh, green chilli in there perhaps or do you have a bit yeah, of... I, I could, I, I'd have, some chilies would be nice a bit of rocket some tomatoes yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. a bit of bit, like, nice bit of butter on there yeah, like yeah. you probably need a bit of sauce in there didn't you not, not mayonnaise about... mayonnaise maybe yeah, uh, yeah salad maybe. cream salad cream no 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 no, 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 no. So you learn something every... I wouldn't really go point. for a cheese sandwich, if I'm honest. It wouldn't be my go-to. I'm, I'm such a passionate man about tuna sandwiches. <laughs> no, you could... I, no, no, I you, need, you could have just sandwiches. stopped that sentence after passionate man, Nathan. <laughs> but we all know... Yeah, go on. So you're a tuna sandwich man. I, I would... I could write a book on tuna sandwiches. Right. And what? I'm okay, sure before we do get to the football, because I'm thinking a lot of people might be turning off right at this very moment. But um, just very quickly, what's what's the what's the gold standard for tuna sandwiches in the Palmer household? Really good bit of tiger bread, um, good bit of tuna whipped up into good mayos and yeah. some chili, some chili flakes in there, black pepper. Get that on the bread. Some rocket, some spicy or red pepperies, maybe some chili, some jalapenos, something like that, and that will do me rather nicely. So are you gonna are you gonna try are you gonna 
get uh, get yourself in amongst it in America when you go over in a couple of weeks to see what the tuna sandwich situation is like in in the natty, are you? If I've got any tuna sandwiches out there in Cincinnati, I'd be I'd be more than obliged to partake. But um, you need to, you need to I... order the 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 rye bread. The rye bread. It's very really? good. Really? Yeah, very good. Very good indeed. Okay. Okay. Noted. Anyway, right, I suppose we better get cracking on the uh the uh, well I'm I'm actually drinking at the moment a cup of herbal tea. That's what it's come down to. And the flavouring is inner peace. And that's what I'm trying to promote tonight. Inner peace because <laughs> uh you know, otherwise there's just gonna be anger. Uh, erupting from every orifice uh, this evening, isn't there? Um, so I don't know where to start. Really, it was very—I mean, it was—it uh, was shit, wasn't it? <laughs> There's no other word to describe it. And um, obviously, a lot of anger on social media. It's like, well, why, why can't we? Why can't we just, you know? Okay, Joe Boy's down, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But uh, surely, you know, we keep being told that this has been. This is a this is a championship roster, you know. So what the yep. hell is going on with all the missed tackles? What the hell is going on with all these massive chunk plays? What the hell is going on with these silly penalties, these drops? What the hell is going on with all these missed blocking assignments? What the hell is going on with the running game? Is it's it's all a bit shoddy, isn't it? It's a bit sloppy and a bit oh shit, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, Thank you and good night. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things wrong at the moment, aren't there? And it's hard to really pick out an individual one, you know. But, I don't know. But I think we can give I, it a good, good, good stab on, on it, to be honest. Really. In, this, in the sense that this is supposed to be a championship winning team. And when you lose your star quarterback, you don't expect fireworks and you know them to come out and absolutely throttle the Steelers. But you expect, I think, a better showing against a bad team at home. Um and it's been a concern the whole year, with or without Joe Burrow. And I said last week I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't win another game. And I thought that was a negative take at the time. And I still think that's positive, you know, potentially more than on the cards. Um, with Six games left, on. Nathan. Six games yeah. left. Starting with Monday night football against a decent Jags team. And yeah. then, you know, that home game against the Colts is not a guarantee. The home game is against the Vikings is going to be a tough one because they've come right back into form, haven't they? Um, then you've got the Chiefs away, new. I don't think that's happening. Uh, and then um, and then I think you've got the Browns, the final game of the season. So, oh, oh God, it's just, oh, man. Uh, before we continue, I must let, let's start on a positive. Thank you so much to everyone who came to the meetups yesterday at the Graduate in Sheffield and uh, the Coach House in London. People's enthusiasm is dwindling and a lot of people kind of really regard the season as over. Uh, now Joe Boy is away, but... I mean, we held out hope, didn't we? We held out hope. We kind of, deep down, it was a heart and a head, heart versus head situation, wasn't it? Um, you know, you, your heart kind of said, no, come on, you know, Brown and Jake Brown can do something here. You know, he's waited his whole life. A lot of very positive PR in the week leading up to his debut. Seems like a fantastic bloke, very humble chap, funny everything that you want to root for and we still root for him obviously but um but i think the head our head our collective head was kind of saying 
look what he's done so far in the pre-season he didn't exactly set the world on fire um and you know so it proved i mean you can you have to cut him a fair amount of slack and he did a few good things last night i thought but ooh that's about as much as you can kind of expect unless he can get better by week by week you know um i know it's tough man it's really tough isn't it yeah it is and um it's the hardest part is where do you start i don't think jake browning was anywhere near one of the main reasons last night last night of course there's a regression from joe burrow i thought he played okay a little bit of fortune with some of those tip passes wasn't there mm. because that could have easily been um you know another pick or two with a couple of those but, but you'd give him that but, though wouldn't you you'd give, of you'd, course you, you would know. yeah it's his, his first start he's against a good Steelers defense you're down t higgins um I don't think it was a problem. The, the, the picky through the first, well, the only one, but um, on third down in field goal range, you could tell by his expression on his face that that's one he desperately had back. Because you get a field goal there, you take a solid lead going into half time. I thought the first half Bengals were right. Um, it was just the second half. They just completely ran out of ideas and ran out of gas and couldn't stop the Steelers. So, but yeah, I, I don't know if you want to get a bit of a reaccione on here, son, to, to pull shout, this game apart. Good shout. Let's pull that. Let's pull that fucker apart. Reactions, reactions, ole, ole, ole. Reactions, reactions, ole, ole, ole. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers 16, the Cincinnati Bengals 10. Uh, it's always, it's like losing to the Steelers is like stepping in a big fat poo isn't it with with without any shoes or socks on basically it's that kind of anguish that kind of disgusting feeling that squidge between your toes it's not very nice is it really like a cheese and pickle sandwich no you can't you can't compare stepping in a in a dog turd in with bare feet with eating a cheese and pickle sandwich i'm not having that i'm not having that but okay but that's fine it's your it's your it's your lived experience nathan isn't it it's your it's your authentic um you know i can't invalidate your own uh experiences there um but yeah it was it was unpleasant it was nasty it probably smelled a little bit um talking about the game here now um it was not very good but like you said we were hanging on in there although there was a worry to me that they were just marching up and down the field far too easily Kenny Pickett you know I think I saw a stat that uh, they obviously got over 400 yards total offense and and it was um I think that was like the most the Steelers had had for like at least three years or something like that do you know what I mean um so again we're we're making really average teams look pretty good <laughs> we have that knack of doing that uh which is you know that, that's that's a skill in itself to be fair um but yeah i mean like you say you're going into half time you thought god if they can just stick with them because the steelers should have been way ahead really they had that touchdown called back um or potential touchdown called back actually a very good play by DJ Turner. We'll talk about him a, a little bit later, no doubt. But um, Steelers were sort of marching up and down with nothing to show for it. We were struggling a little bit, but then, you know, um, yeah, I mean, Drew Sample again scored a touchdown. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't all awful. And Browning wasn't looking totally awful, although he made some 
pretty tough, rough decision, I should say, and held on to the ball far too long and got clobbered a couple of times by uh, by your man uh, Watt there. Um, but yeah, it was just all a bit sticky. And I think we kind of you were expecting that, right? I was expecting it to be sticky. I was expecting it to be, you know, not very smooth. Just kind of just difficult, really. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I was expecting some sort of, you know, quicksand-like offense. You know what I mean? Walking in quicksand. But um, yeah, a few things surprised. But is that the way you thought this game might play out? Unfortunately, yes. I, I really just. I couldn't see a way the Bengals won this game and the bookies had it down as almost a 50-50 coin toss I think they made the Steelers a point favourite so a lot of people around the league felt that it was a you know bit of a you know tight game potentially both teams and it really, the reality is I wouldn't necessarily say it was a tight game but it was only a six point um, win for the Steelers it wasn't like they came in there and put 30 on us and you know, it was really like just outrageous. Like I said, I don't think Jake Browning was that bad. It, the run game was horrendous, and it just continues to um, look worse and worse as the week go, uh, the weeks go on. You know, we're dead last in the NFL on yards, dead last on expected yards per game. Like it is a real shambles, and I, I just find the game planning in that sense difficult to conjure up. That you've ran eight times when you've got backup quarterback in there, and you've opted to go out there and throw it you know 29 times i just find that balance strange i guess the the reason they've got browning on this team is they just want him to play like joe burrow that is the bengals offense they're going to throw the ball 75 80 percent of the time and they want him to do the very same thing now whether that's a smart move or not against a very good steelers defense making his first ever nfl start that's i guess for everyone to make their mind up it's probably not the route that i would have gone down when you've got a you know veteran running back in joe mixon who i think gets better running the ball the more carries he gets a lot of running backs will be the same in that regard but i think just to run it eight times feels a little bit negligent especially when you're down t higgins as well so from an offensive perspective to score 10 points at home against the steelers isn't good enough and there's a lot of players on that team like you said son that are championship caliber you know you Jamar Chase's Trenton Irwin's been a big part of that offense Tyler Boyd um, supposedly is one of the best number three wide receivers around the NFL so to me it's disappointing you know uh, you've got to be coming in there and doing a little bit more than that and defensively I mean what did you think defensively I mean in, in some ways for me that's almost a bigger worry that's your yeah and I think, I think that's defense. it isn't it I mean but I, I, before we start to, I just want to go back to something the biggest talking point from from that game I think is the running game really I mean yeah. conventional wisdom would always suggest if your quarterback is down your star quarterback and you're down a star receiver so you're a little bit depleted um, there quite a lot depleted in some ways um, then you start to lean on the run game, right? But they just didn't. And I, 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 people are th pulling their hair out as to why. I mean, I do wonder whether you can just click your fingers and change scheme, you know, just like that, say, right, we're a passing team, but this week we're going to go and be a running team. So I, I think, you know, I, I don't think you can transition as quickly as that, really. It takes a bit of time. Um and also, you look at how they've used running backs for the past two or three years. They've not been the main focus of this team. It's been Burrow. It's been the quarterback. We are a passing team, you know. Um, and then also, you know, if you give the if you do give the ball to Joe Mixon, he's getting two yards a carry. So, um, 
why persist in it when if you can just kind of dink, you know, little swing passes and screen passes for five, six yards, that's the way that you move the chains. Then why would you go back to the running game if it's just not working? So that opens it up and widens it out to another question. Why the hell isn't this running game been working? And why the hell hasn't it been working for the past two or three years? Mixon is a solid back. I'd say now he's an above average back, but that's about it. Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, you know, uh, I think he is above average, but I would, uh, you know, not much more than above average, if that makes sense. Um, uh, What's going on with the scheme? Because we changed from an outside zone scheme, which, which tends to lend itself to more sort of athletic on the move sort of guys we've gone full power running game um you look at some of the film that the, uh, our pals like joe goodbury and bengal sands have put together on 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 twitter at the moment and they're kind of showing you uh, offensive linemen sort of bumping into each other completely blowing blocking assignments so there's a there's a healthy part of this down to execution even though, you know, Jonah, Alex Kappa, Ted Kass, um, you know, Orlando Brandt are, are established Super Bowl winning veterans. You know what I mean? What the hell is going on with those guys? You know, like executions all over the shop. Is it coaching? Is it execution? It's probably a little bit of everything. Is it scheme? Probably. I think the whole thing needs to be looked at pretty seriously. Um... I don't know why, because you've got all the components there. You've got a decent running back. Not someone who nowadays will not, you know, move heaven and earth. And you'd want someone a bit more elusive than Joe Mixon and speedier. Uh, we'll come to a. It was a really interesting comment from a from a listener later on. Um, you've got, as I say, you've got veteran players who are decent players. So why why is it not working? Is it? I just don't understand. It's a real head scratcher. So, do, do you know something I'd say, Sam, which I find fascinating, really, and I think it's a really interesting narrative that not really many people are talking about. Is <clears throat> this offense has less yards, like total for this season, and yards per game than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, yeah, the whole narrative, that's, yeah, this that's year crazy. With the Steelers, yeah. Well, the Steelers, all, all anyone's been talking about, and all the NFL memes and stuff like that, is that Matt Canada, and he's awful. He doesn't know what he's doing. They've outgained us in yards. They've just beaten us. I know they've sacked him. Uh, obviously, they didn't coach the game against us, so they got 400. But the reality is, you know, we've got far better and more talented offense on paper. Every single person around the league, all right, fine, with, you know, Jake Browning now, maybe that's a slight question around that. But most people around the league would say, look, certainly with Joe Burrow, you've got Jamar Chase, the top five receiver. You've got Higgins. I know he's not been fit at times. They put money into the line. That offense should be a hell of a lot better than the Steelers' offense. It shouldn't be close. And if you're saying Matt Canada's been been sacked, and like everyone around the league, yep, Matt Canada's not doing the job. I know he's been there longer than just a year. But I think there's got to be questions on Callahan. And obviously, I think he gets away with it a little bit because Zach's calling the plays. And you're not going to sack Zach because obviously he's taken us to an AFC title game. He's taken us to a Super Bowl in the last two years. So you're certainly not going to run out of patience with him or I certainly think 95% of the fan base aren't going to run out of patience with him right now so that's the difficult one for me because with or without Joe Burrow this offense should not be that bad and you and there's got to be 
question like serious questions asked who is it what's the problem then why is the rushing game so bad okay fine it might be because you know they've decided well nope we're pass first that's that's yeah. what we're doing yeah. which is yeah. you know part of it i mean joe mixon does average 3.9 yards a carry it's not horrendous it's not good but it's not horrendous, you know. They haven't given a chance to Travion Williams. That's the other head scratcher. It's just they very don't. Yeah, I know. I know. Like Chase Brown's <clears throat> been injured. I was hoping to see a bit more, but it was just again Joe Mixon. They're not mixing it up at all. They're just and all this shotgun. I, I know. I know. It's probably not the 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 f- number one cause of this, but I still dislike running out of shotgun. I really. It no, just doesn't look right to me, uh, and I know yeah. that you know we've had some success doing it, and I know that Burrow doesn't particularly like going under centre, but you know, but oh, I don't know. It's all it, there's no variety there. There's no variety in personnel there. No change of pace. You know, Travion's look pretty good on a few. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, yeah. On on kickoff returns, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. It's just. Head scratch. What? It's head scratch, and it? I, I just very well, strange. I the, the the Bengals or Zach's defense certainly of Joe Mixon will be wall, and I think everyone fans, in the nicest way possible, most fans at the moment kind of feel like the season's done. Now, obviously, Zach, he will be wanting to play his best guys because he, you know, regardless of whether he thinks it in the back of his head or not, at five and five, he's got to be playing his best guys. He can't yet be rolling out some of the rookies getting them more snaps you know giving yeah. time to sort of backups to prove what they've got in people like Travion but I, I can't see like Joe Mixon for me whatever you think of him hasn't done enough this year where you can't it's not even worth experimenting a bit no I agree with that you know, I do agree because most most running back committees around the league they split carries you look at the Steelers doing it yesterday with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris it's very balanced they've got a couple of good guys and you look around the league at some of the running backs that are smashing things up. That Kyrie and Williams, you know, is doing a very good job for the Rams. He wasn't a highly recruited player. I think he was like a sixth round pick. Jalen Warren for the Steelers has been doing very well. He was undrafted. You know, it's not like you need these outrageous credentials to be coming in and doing a decent job running the ball. I think people like, um, you know, people like, what's his name? Chris Evans, even, you know, where he doesn't mm. even get a sniff in anymore. Like there's, there's a couple of guys that you just like to give them a chance and you give them a game, five, 10, you know, five, 10 carries, just see what happens. Yeah. With five, it, 10 because, carries. That's going to, I mean, well, yeah, that'd be, the I mean, that's more than Mixon got yesterday, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree with you. I mean, I mean, it would help if the offensive line could block. I'm, I'm not yeah. being, you know, we, we love our guys, you know, we, we love Ted and we love Alex and we love, uh, Orlando Brown and uh, and Jonah and Cordell and all the rest of it, but I mean, would let's be really honest and truthful here. This running game has not been working for the past couple of three years, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In sp- in spurts it has, um, you know. The, the the I always go back to that AFC Championship game in um, in Kansas City, you know, the first one, and and Mixon just ran it down their throats to seal the deal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was exceptional, but it's just, I mean. It's not been very consistent. Um, really, what you want is someone who can be just shot out of a cannon and is really elusive and some breaks, some tackles. Because Mixon just cannot break any tackles at the moment, you know. So, ah, oh dear. Anyway, and then you get to the def- defense, the d- d- defense. Um, I d- I don't know. There's, it seems to like have a very soft center. And I mean, sort of beyond the. Um, I thought Logan Wilson was poor yesterday. 
um, for instance. Uh, we're still having trouble at safety, and again, that was always bound to happen when you break, you know, when you lose two very key components of that defense. You're gonna you're gonna suffer a little bit, but again, they're missed tackles. You look at Frymuth, who was just open over the middle of that field all the time. Um, I'm I I'm like the trajectory that DJ Turner's on. I thought he made some terrific plays yesterday and has done throughout the season. But he is also getting beat a few times, which again you kind of that's that's the rookie way, isn't it? Really. But I like him. I, I like his attitude. I like his from what I've seen of him, and I think he'll get better. Again, Cheeto's not been as good as he has been. Uh, you know, obviously Cam Taylor Britt has had an outstanding season, but he wasn't playing yesterday. Um, yeah, it's these chunk plays, and again, that's something that has not happened over the past couple of years. And I do, I really do put it down to a softer kind of middle area of that field, really, for whatever reason. You know, whether it's a change in personnel or new guys just not being as good as uh, um, as the as the team, uh, you know, the, the personnel last last year. And then, you know, here that Logan Wilson went down with an ankle injury. So, I don't know, man. It's just that's the one thing that you didn't expect. Perhaps a bit of a drop-off, but you'd expect that kind of thing to to be fixed by now. But it's not, if anything, it's sort of getting worse, really. It's, you know, Najee Harris out there looking like, I don't know, uh, Jerome Bettis. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, um, I don't know. It's It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, Bengals second worst team on defense yards per game, only to the Chargers, who have got similar problems to us at the moment. You just would never have expected that, would you, coming into this season without any particularly huge injuries. You know, every team's got injuries on defense at the moment. I know Sam Hubbard's come in and out. I know, like you said, Logan Wilson. But, you know, a lot of you guys are there that you you cannot rely on them. <clears throat> we have played some very good teams this year. That's the one thing I would say, you know, the, the AFC is stacked. Our division is very, very good. We've played some excellent offenses along the way, but yeah, it, it, it I don't know. It, the whole thing, to be honest, is giving me worry for the future because you kind of, at the start of the season on defense, I thought it was pretty good. It was opportunistic. You know, they were giving up a lot of yards, but they were taking the ball away. They were forcing fumbles. They did the same yesterday. They've been good in that sense, but it's very risky play doing that. You can't rely on, you know, turnovers all the time. There's a degree of luck sometimes. There's a degree of, you know, various things when it comes to turnovers. You know, the Bengals have been good at that, and obviously that is a skill for the game forcing them but you can't just sit there and say look we're going to give up you know four or five hundred yards a game to teams and just be plucky and try and get you know try and hope for a pick six or for something like that so you know I I just when you see a game like that and you see a game like we saw last week you look at the roster and you say okay Joe Burrow comes back like does this team look a lot better when he's back and I'm talking about the defence just having him out there knowing you're competitive does the mindset yeah, think, of those think, players yeah, just it, step up a bit because yeah, otherwise I think it might it's starting do, to worry me yeah I think you might I think it does knowing that Burrow's there knowing that you know that it's the, it's the it's the partnership that has worked so well in the past couple of years you know if Burrow I think you know the defense are always aware that if they can just make a stop, then Burrow will go out there and win the game for them. It's worked time and exactly. time again. Yeah, 
and vice yeah. versa if Borough Borough knows that you know if they can't get the job done on a particular drive then it's the defensive turn and they will step up because they have done count and you know in, in, in patches they look brilliant again you know I keep going back to that sort of mini purple patch in the middle of the season you know um, San Francisco away Buffalo at home they played terrific games both games yeah. both sides of the ball and that's the, the team that we know and love uh, before and after that not so much um, just uh, just looking at uh, Jay Morrison our, old, uh, our, our pal Jay at by Jay Morrison on the twits um, total offence were 27th in the league yeah. uh, total defence 31st yeah. So we we I mean you can go pass offenses number nineteen, rush offenses is dead last, thirty second. Yeah. Um scoring offense twenty third tied. Uh, Jay says that again the pass defense is twenty sixth, the rush defense is twenty ninth, scoring defense nineteenth, so we're ranked pretty pretty much in all of those categories. That right down at the bottom and again, I don't think any any of us uh, predicted that really and what's more infuriating you look at the playoff picture at the moment Pittsburgh and Cleveland are in there at 7 and 4 uh, 5 and 6 seeds respectively Baltimore are number 1 seeds currently at 9 and 3 so you know it's not much fun for us at the moment because the our three divisional rivals are all comfortably in, in well not comfortably but in the playoff bracket at the moment, it's maddening, and we're still down at eleventh. You know, obviously Houston are still there at six and five. Denver have come from nowhere, six and five. Buffalo six and six. Then it's us five and seven, uh, five and six. So st- weirdly, we've still got a slight chance, but I think I think uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Do you? No way, no way, no. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm not. I think we might have one one win in us. I think we'll give the Colts or the Vikings a decent run for its money. I'll certainly be doing all I can at the Vikings game to try and yeah, yeah, yeah. stir all in on. But it's hard, isn't it? And that, you know, the the, the the sort of narrative now, or the sentiment from fans is top ten draft picks. You know, the correspondence tonight, people will be talking about <laughs> yeah, draft right. order. Yeah. You know, they were talking about it last week when we were at five hundred with you know a reasonable amount of games to go. So. I'm not saying the players will think differently. They're professional athletes. Their mentality's there. They're playing for their contracts. They're playing for pride, etc. But the reality is, is that they will all be absolutely gutted because, you know, you got Joe Burrow on the team. They were five and four. The Bengals. They, you know, they just rattled off some incredibly good wins against people like the Bills and the 49ers, two of the much better teams in the mm-hmm. NFL. And you think you're thinking about right? Let's go on a run. We've done it the last two years. Like all of those players would have absolutely thought we can win this. And now it's like, with the greatest respect to Jake Browning, no, we can't. You know, the, the momentum's gone. It, it, two back-to-back sloppy performances. You've got players going down injured. Players that are currently nursing knocks. And with the greatest respect to them, I'm not sure are going to rush themselves back from injury well, and risks. You know. Yeah, especially if they're coming towards the end of their contracts. Well, you know, so. it, well exactly what I mean. Like, you don't want to go out there with a potentially sore knee or hamstring or whatever injuries people are nursing. And, you know, knowing that you've got a contract coming up and you mm-hmm. go and you know, tear it in half and, you know, cost yourself 10, 20 million dollars. So, 
that is going to be uh, very harshly the reality now for the Bengals is it's hero to zero. You know, we're not one of those teams this year like the Raiders, like the Patriots, like, you know, people like the Titans even that just probably thought, well, you know, we might have a crack at 500, see what happens. You know, we really were built to try and win it. You know, the last two seasons we've been in the semifinals. Um, that was what the semi-final and the final. So we, we really were, all of us at the start of the season were projecting big things. And I think when you get punched in the gut, like we were with Joe Burrow going down against the Ravens, it's really hard to come back from that. And I just mm. think mentally this team will not be in the right place uh, to try and sneak out three, four wins. Well, you're going to need, what, five wins, aren't you, of the yeah, love from yeah. the last six? And I just don't think there's a chance in hell that... You know, all right, we're gonna we just cannot fathom us beating the Chiefs unless something happens to them in terms of a couple of injuries or you know Mahomes and Kelsey aren't playing for some reason. But the reality is, we've not. I don't think we. I think that game against the Jags coming up is going to be a real tough one. They're eight and three. They're playing very well. You know, I think that's going to be a really hard one for us to go away from home Monday night football and and take them down. And I think if you lose that, you're not statistically out of it. But I think we can all you know, put the hopes to bed if they're not already. If anybody out there, new fans, are wondering what it's like to experience a team going off the cliff in in the <laughs> middle of the season, I think you might just be um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very good about, well, about to, to experience it. I mean, we yeah. mentioned it before, teams can just go off a cliff. The confidence can go. You know, they lose a couple of games and there's no hope, you know, for another win. It's it's really really difficult, um, but then again, that is also on the flip side. This is the challenge that Zach and his and and his guys have got to overcome. You know, they've got to not only kind of scheme for uh, make sure uh, these players are executing, but they've also got to motivate them as well. And that's critical, I think, in this in this stretch of bad luck, injuries, poor performances. You know, because the 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 confidence just kind of ebbs away very quickly, and then suddenly you're losing like two, three, four on the trot. You know, and that's no fun at all. But anyway, we shall see. That's the challenge. Um, the players have got their own personal pride at stake here, uh, fan pride as well. Um, I'm sure they'll still give it a go. They have to, really, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, we've got a lot of correspondences, Nathan. Correspondences what? or correspondence. Uh, let's get to them. Peter Dadswell at Dadders, as you were saying, Nathan, what did you say? New shiny toys, do- toys don't stay shiny for very long. A good waxing and buffing is required, and I'm still talking about the team. Write this season off, look forward to next season, and go again. And Jamie at Trequart Beaster says, top 10 draft pick, well in reach, maybe top 5 if we push it a little bit. Um... Uh, Memphis Soul Stewart, Stuart Bear, 688. Trying to find positives. Hudson is starting to look a good prospect at tight end. Yeah. Yeah. And even Drew Sample's catching a few touchdowns, isn't he? So, there we go. Bianca Verde. Bianca Verde. Um, Solid Before the season started, all the talking heads were basically saying this was the best assembled roster we've ever had. Literally built for multiple Super Bowl runs. Now JB has been covering major cracks and there are problems everywhere you look. What a massive fall from grace. 
Uh, old Bianco makes um, a good point there. Uh, I think you mentioned it last week. The injury to Joe Burrow, uh, you know, could either, you know, we'd see what this team is made of. And in fact, you know, we, we, we would see this team warts and all. Um, and we're seeing them, aren't we? I mean, just this game, no Joe Burrow. It's it's mad that one player can have such an influence, but you know it looks as though, you know it has exposed those fault lines that uh, were probably always there in the background. You know, no, I agree, and it's on. This is like I said last week, and I'll say again, one week on. We've only lost one game since Joe Burrow went down, so you know the roof hasn't caved in yet. You think it had, and it may well do, but um, there, like you said, there are six games to go. But it is such a test for Zach and his coaching staff because. If it doesn't improve in these six games, especially offensively, but also defensively as well, you know, Lou can't be excused for, you know, the stats that are out there at the moment and the poor performances. But it's got to be long, hard look because Joe, you cannot just have, a, you know, Joe Burrow be your only hope. He comes back and he elevates everyone around him and he gets the best out of everyone and he makes Zach look better and he makes Brian Callahan look better. He makes Lou look better. Mm. You know, you can't have that. You've got to have people that are building the team up, you know, that are building Joe Burrow up, that are adding to things and really, you know, pushing it, that they've got, we've got better coaching staff than the Ravens, better coaching staff than the Steelers, etc. you know. If we get to the end of this season and things don't improve and we win one game or no games, you've got to have a, Zach Taylor for me is not in the discussion. You don't have one bad year after those two back-to-back years and get rid of him, you know. That, that's not mm-hmm. what the Bengals will do. It's not what I think they should do. But they may well want to have a look at Callahan, at Frank Pollock. I'm not Lou. I think as Ernie's. Well, I, I for think sure. Lou will get his weirdly after his potentially worst year. Uh, there might be a lot of uh, head coach openings uh, around the I, league. I still, I, I think yeah. he's playing his way out of it, which might be good news yeah. for us. Well, it yeah, might yeah, not. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. I, I think he's probably done <clears throat> not too much damage, but I, I don't think it'd be the sexiest move around the league for owners to go and grab. You know the second worst defense in the leagues. Well, there's an opening already in Carolina. I would. There's chats about uh, uh, Staley uh, going from San Diego. So already, yeah. you know, there's. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Martin at Dorset Bengal. The good, the young secondary Turner looks promising. The bad, soft and slow across large swathes of the roster. We're too quiet too. We need to complain more. <laughs> I don't know, Martin. There's a lot of complaining going on at the moment. Uh, the awful call that a run game. Pissed off, we're seeing P Ryan run like run like his ass is on fire for another team. I know you disagree, but as I say, I think that has also been one of the major contributors to not as good form this year. And that is, but then again, you know they didn't really replace P Ryan. Let's let's be honest. There's no sort of change of pace back. There's no third down back, and he was a really crucial. He wasn't a. a game breaker or a match winner but he just did a few th- good things and he did them really really well and I think we missed no, I, I disagree with you my son I really do I, I think I just, he might be so the minority many... on that one I tell you he's a great he was a great pass blocker but he's, he's, he's always... realistically he's the third street running back in Denver and uh, they've got a guy that's yeah but did you see him play last late... night he was amazing no, I'm not saying night, he can't you play I, I think you give a lot of running backs opportunities in decent mm. offenses the Broncos are playing really well at the moment Russell Wilson opens that running game up because he can yeah, take off as well true, and you have yeah. to you have to kind of allow for that. Like that Javante Williams looks outrageous, you know, in mm-hmm. front of him. So 
I think for the Bengals, it's impossible to know, isn't it? We're, we're stuck with Joe Mixon because they, you know, they're paying him. They want him to yeah. be their guy. That's fair enough. And you've given no opportunities to anyone else. You know, yeah. it's well, yeah, many, and that's the carries, weird thing. How many carries do you think Travion's got this year? About ten. Like, yeah, something that like that. It's, like it's, one a game, like averaging. Insane. I mean, it's outrageous. He didn't get a touch yesterday. He didn't get a carry. No, yesterday. it's outrageous. It really like, is. I'm just. I'm checking out. He's had he's had twelve carries this year. Travion Williams, Chase Brown's had two. Yeah. I mean that that is absolutely crazy. Well, maybe going for. I mean, Chase Brown is back from his injury now, so hopefully, well, I don't know. It needs to be sorted out. And Zach said it in the press conference yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on the Monday, so the Sunday after you know the the post game press conference, he said we need to get more from the run game, and it's like, well, they know it. They know it. Do you know what I mean? So. Let's hope they can do it. Pat me bollocks. Pat me bollocks. Nothing uh, is working at the moment. seems to me that the whole roster has their heads down because of JB's injury, which makes the decision whether to stay up for the Jags game much easier to take. Um, yeah. I don't think there'll be as many people uh, staying up. Sam Reeve at Johnny Prong. Um, just one of those things with Burrow's injury and the sometimes brutal sport. Uh, but feels like we're out of it already and looking to his return in 2024 the AFC is perhaps losing too many big players Burrow, Andrews, Watson uh, and possibly now Garrett due to its tough reputation it could be yeah I mean I think it like you say you used the word there uh, Sam um, it's just it's a brutal sport isn't it I mean I mean you look at how big these guys are and just going and watching a game live you are reminded how enormous these men are and they're they're tearing into each other, and it's no wonder that uh, everyone gets injured. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like I don't know. It's it is a brutal sport. The book at least we didn't have the luck of the Jets. That would have been pr- the worst. Know, right, Joe yeah. Burrow, first driver of the season, goes Achilles, down tears his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. That would have been very difficult to stomach. The Booker Man at the Booker Man. I am concerned with the amount of holes this roster will have soon. Needs. Wide receiver two. Tag T is a must. Left guard. Volson, not good enough. Right tackle. Is Jonah going to be too expensive? Wide receiver three. Boyd will likely be gone. Uh, Running back number one. um, uh, Mixon will be likely cut. And tight end. Who knows? And then you've got the the defense has been awful and Reader won't last forever. Lots to do there too. He's right. And it's quite depressing and a bit scary you look at the potential holes at the end of the season and there's there's some yep. work to do you know there's some work to do no I, and I think that's the thing that worries me you're always careful to not overreact with a couple of bad games everyone always looks worse after a couple of bad games and looks much better after a few good ones there are some very good young talented players on this team like your Cam Taylor Brits and your Dax Hills I think have done well this year like you said DJ Turner so there, there's reasons to be optimistic I think offensively for me in some ways is more of a concern because there's not you know Yoshibash may be your best bet and he was wide open you see that clip yesterday yeah yeah oh he was wide open he's the one guy you'd like to think you could get something from in the future but aside from that there's not a young lineman on this team that I'm excited about there's not a young tight end on this team I'm excited about it's very hard to say with Chase Brown at this stage you know what he's got but aside from that it's Miles Murphy they recorded his first sack yesterday great yeah, rep for him. So he's he's yeah. coming more into things, really. I think he's starting to show a little bit, which is great. 
But still, anyway, Derek Davis at Bengals Bites. Browning played okay, could have been worse, but he took some bad sacks and made some poor decisions. I expected more from the um, more running from him and the offense. 25 yards total is inexcusable. Wilson and Pratt were like ghosts yesterday, but win or lose, nothing will change. Chris Roberts at 1066. Chris, we allegedly have a roster capable of challenge for the Super Bowl. Hard to believe that at the moment. Bengal Rowley at Hog Roland. Uh, and it was great to see Rowley and Chris at the uh, meetup in London yesterday. Uh, run game is awful. Can't see why Chase Brown or Chris Evans can't get reps. Uh, O-line is still uh, still has issues and need major upgrades in the draft and move on from stalwarts Jonah and Mixon. Zach to give up play calling as well. Wow. Uh, John Ward at John Ward 31. I know... Um, John and his partner went to the game yesterday they in Cincinnati. Where to start, John asks. Uh, firstly, it was a proper shit AFC North weather. And then the start. Everyone looked at each other with fear. Uh, then we got going and did okay. Second half, though, awful play calls. No run game. And being shit on defense again cost us. We have uh, a lot of work to do. Paul at Peacar Burns. Now, this is where I... Um, Chris, uh, where I feel sympathy. Um, It's hard to criticise Browning. Yes, he got sacked too much, but it's not just one person who makes up the team. Fair point. From the highs starting to follow NFL and the Bengals last year to what feels like lows this year, but I am hooked and will be there on my sofa come what may and game day. Paul is learning very quickly. I think, think he's in it now. It's got him hooked. There's no escape. Absolutely. Win, lose, or draw, um, you know, it's uh, it's all good stuff. Lee Campbell at Campbell75L. I was watching the Eagles last night. So much speed and dynamism on show. Bengals look so pedestrian and slow in comparison. A Super Bowl feels like light years away once again. And that's that's a really good point, isn't it? We look... Very static, a bit slow, a bit ponderous, and I know you know it's because you know uh, we've got a backup quarterback on the centre. But I think it's a fair point, you know. Um, I think if you get Joe Burrow back and he, he's healthy for next season, you have a decent draft and you have a decent free agency. This team is a Super Bowl contender. There's no question about that. It's more just you know from a coaching standpoint and roster building standpoint, depth, the rest of it you know, it's going to be an interesting six games because there's other teams around the league that have got backup quarterbacks in there, got a lot of injuries that when you look at the standings are no worse off than us. We talked about the Jets a minute ago, Darren Rodgers going down first play of the game. They're only a game behind us and they've been playing Zach Wilson every single week. So you look at the round the you know, other rosters around the league and what people are doing, you know, with backup quarterbacks and injuries. And it, it, I do think to a certain extent it's inexcusable that we're five and six with, you know, really only one game of Jake Browning so far. So, yeah, I just want to see a bit more from us now to give me confidence for next year because I do believe that you got Joe Boy in there, you have a good off-season. There's no question we're still contenders next year. It's not as bad yeah. as we think at the moment, but you want to see a bit more in these last six games. I don't want to be talking about draft picks and tanking and all the rest of it. Like We need to be showing that there's good players on this team that deserve to be here and that are going to add to things, as with the coaches. 
Yep, I can't disagree with that. John Kelly finally at JK underscore NI Bengal 68. The defence is baffling me. Individually, they are, mo- they are mostly uh, above average to Pro Bowl level players, but as a unit, they are making average QBs like Pickett and receivers like Noah Brown look like Hall of Famers on a weekly basis. Maybe next season when uh, CTB, Dax, DJ, etc. have another season under their belt, it will be more cohesive. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that's that's the worry, isn't it? Really, that the defense is just giving up too. It's just so porous. It's um, and yet there are a few bright beacons of hope there. You know, I say I really like. You know, DJ Turner's been thrown in really um, this year, and I think he's done admirably. He's not the finished article. He does get beaten from time to time, um, but then he makes some sensational plays as well, which says to me. He's about in the same range as Cam Taylor Britt was last year. Um, do you know what I mean? And look how Cam Taylor Britt has come on this year. Um, Dax, I think, has been pretty good. I have to say, he's quietly gone about his business. Um, I don't know. There, there's still some beacons of hope there. I think uh, in the in the defense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. So it's the uh, <laughs> he's going to stay up for Monday night or not? Um, I probably will not if I'm honest with you I don't think you know this time towards Christmas is busy enough isn't it in the evening I'm just not sure it's a it's a 1.15 till 4.15 4.45 type job on a on a Monday night away at the Jags but we'll wait yourself some no I never do I never I never stay up I just can't do it anymore I, I'm at an age where I just I just can't do it and I you know it's fair enough um but good luck to those hardy souls uh, who will be staying up next week. I mean, you, you, I take it that you're not uh, you're not giving us much of a chance against the Jags, really. I don't think so. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is that Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne are very very good, aren't they? Calvin Ridley, their defense is quite solid. They're at home. I mean, it'd be a fantastic <coughs> win, and it would give us a slither of hope. Um, with five left to play against some fairly pedestrian teams, in, in honesty, um, but I don't think so. I, I, do you know what? I actually think they might give it a go. I, I think they might lose it twenty-seven, twenty-four, and it'd be quite a good game. And actually, we might all be a little bit more fair enough. You know, that was good effort from the guys. I don't necessarily think we'll get smashed up, but I, I'd be very, very surprised if we came out of that with a win. Great. Uh... <laughs> I don't disagree, but I don't disagree. To be fair, I do. I don't disagree. Um, it's going to be a tough game, yeah, that, but again, that's the challenge. That is the seed. well, they are, they are, and they're not too far away from it either. Uh, they they look, look quite a nicely balanced team, to be honest. Um, but this is the challenge, you know. This is the challenge that Zach has got. As I mentioned, it's it's not. It's just got to get them going, get a fire lit underneath them, start getting them to execute much better, and put some, you know. Get some things cooking, you know. Get some things cooking, Nathan. Um, I still don't think we're going to win, but I would like to see an improved um, performance. That's all you can hope for. Because, you know, again, we've got the players to to, to cause them a bit of damage. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Of course, you can get in touch with us at 2day underscore UK on Twitter, X, uh, Bengals UK on Facebook, and Bengals underscore UK on uh, on the old 
Instagram. Uh, Nathan, guess what's happening very soon? Go on, my son. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Um, <laughs> um, it is, of course, the 1st of December coming up this Friday. And um, it's actually probably the busiest month of the year for us, Bengals UK, certainly for me. Um, uh, and we are going to be doing our Advent calendar, our annual Advent calendar. That kicks off this Friday. We'll again have our um, charity raffle. I've already got some fantastic prizes lined up. So, um, yeah, watch out for all that. Details will be all over our socials. Do do uh, buy a few tickets if you can for the raffle uh, you will see lots of fine people on the advent calendar uh, so that all that is to look forward to and uh, obviously we'll be back next week but probably goodness I'm out actually next week, Tuesday Nathan so don't know Wednesday maybe I thought we'd want to do it on Monday. Yeah, but we've got the Monday night game next week, haven't we? Of course, of course, of course. Of so course. we might be a bit late next week, dear listeners, but we will be around. And I tell you now, all being well, we're going to have a special guest for next week as well. And uh, that's exciting. We haven't had a guest for a while. I think it's about time we we um, we sorted that out. So we've got some special guests coming up. Um, we do thank you very much for uh, you listening. I know it's tough. I know you don't want to hear chat about losses. I don't. I know that a lot of you out there think this season is done and dusted, but this, in my experience, and I think Nathan will back me up on this. This is where the community comes to the fore. This is where uh, the football almost becomes secondary, and we have just have a bit of a laugh, really. And we will try and have another meet up before Christmas. So come down and have a drink uh, wherever it might be. And uh, yeah, it's all about sticking together and hoping for the best uh, but anyway right uh, let's get out of here um, Nathan it's a who day from me and it's a who day from me
And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.